us today to worship the Lord. We want to welcome all of our guests. In Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated. Want to give our certificate to Brother Joe Robinson today. He completed Exploring God's Word Bible Study. Amen. <laughs> In record time. And Life Tabernacle, and I got to be his instructor every Monday. We would come, meet in the office there, and have Bible study together. Life Tabernacle wants to present you with this certificate for completion of, of the 10-week Bible study exploring God's Word. We thank you, Brother Joe. God bless you. He wants to testify. Everybody say, God bless Brother Joe. And bless the pizza that he's bought for everybody after service. In celebration of his completing his Bible study. Amen. I think his love gift is giving. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Listen, uh, the Lord is good all the time. And uh, I got a, a little bit of words that uh, I live by. Uh, Sister Mother Teresa uh, wrote down years ago. And uh, this means a lot to the youth. Youth, excuse me. People are often unreasonable and self-centered. Forgive them anyways. If you are kind, people may excuse you are for being selfish, interior motives. Be kind anyways. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyways. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyways. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build it anyways. If you find happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyways. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyways. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you got anyways. You see, in the final analyst, it is between you and God. And it was never between you and anyone else. Amen to that. And let me just tell you, you youth, with all this social media going on and all this hatred in the world, you got to forget above that. Take God with you as your shield. Put the armor on you every day that you walk and talk. You know, because it's you. Depression may set in sometimes, and you may think that you're not as good as somebody, that you're not as well off as someone. But let me tell you, you got Jesus in you and the Holy Ghost. You're much better than them all. God bless you. And somebody shall praise the Lord. Jesus in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When you've got Jesus, you've got it all. You got all you need. Amen. Let me tell you something, church. We don't need to back up on this message. Amen. God wants a book of Acts church. You want to know how the church is supposed to be? Read the book of Acts. You want to know what the church is supposed to preach? Read the book of Acts. We don't have to back up on Acts 2.38. It's still repent. Amen. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know why it's still good today? Because the promise is to you 
and to your children and to those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hey, it ain't got too old. I can still shout over Acts 2.38. It's the plan of salvation. Woo! Let's give him a hand praise today. If I can add to Mother Teresa there, Joe, if they don't want to hear it, preach it anyway. <laughs> Are you ready for the fiery five? We got Brother Joe Cashin going to give us a word from, to, for the, from the Lord today. All right, praise the Lord. I think he just stole all my fire. Um, but I am very nervous right now. I don't like talking in front of people. I'm so sorry if I sound nervous or look nervous. <laughs> um, so... Over this last week, Neil told y'all that we had gone to North Texas Youth Convention. And when Brother Corner asked me, it was actually two weeks ago, and I told him I could do it if he just gave me another week to give the fiery five. And I didn't think about it, but that was actually the week that we were going to be at NTYC. So my, uh, my week was cutting about half for studying or anything. And I already had a topic, and I was going to, you know, I know what I'm going to talk about. It's going to be easy. I'll just sit down one day and I'll write it all out and get it figured out. And then we were at North Texas Youth Convention and it wasn't Thursday night, it wasn't Thursday uh, or Friday morning, but it waited till Friday night and preacher got up, he talked in a bunch and I'll give you the testimony about it later, but he kind of changed my mind on what I needed to talk about. So even on yesterday, I'm like, well, I already have my thought and my topic, I should just go with that one anyways. But the topic he gave me was yielding, so it's like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna not yield with that? You know, if I preach something that I'm not supposed to, that's not, you know, if he's given me the topic, I should go ahead and practice it before. So, um, before I get started, I want to thank Brother Corner. He's uh, been my pastor ever since I was born. He dedicated me. He's uh, someone that I've looked up to all my life, and I'm counted an honor that he would consider me to come and speak before you. This morning, I also want to thank my mom, and my dad's not in here, but I want to thank them. They, uh, they raised me right, and I want to give honor where honor is due. Um, if you would, turn with me. This is going to be more of a, a testimony versus a, a fiery five preaching sermon, but um, the verse kind of came to me, and this isn't necessarily what I'm talking about, but it's related. So uh, if you would go ahead and pop that verse up, brother. It's Romans 6 and 13, and it says, um, it says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instrument of righteousness unto God. And um, so this kind of goes back, back to when I was in high school, a total of like five years ago, which I know that may not seem like a long time to some of you, but five years for me is almost a quarter of my life, so, <laughs> um, or a little, a little under a quarter, but anyways, um, I kind of, I am one that if I get my mindset to something, I kind of like to just go with it, and if something comes up, I don't like to change my mind, and I just like to stay with my original topic, and so, you know, career path, everything like that, I kind of got, you know, this is what I want to do, I'm just going to run with it, you know, I don't want to change or anything like that. So, yielding has always kind of been a little bit unnatural to me, because I like to do my own thing. But, um, a while back, I kind of got to a point where I was just, you know, that's, my way's not really working, so I'm just going to do what I know to do and I should yield so this is kind of hard for me because I don't like being emotional I guess I like to look like I have it all together but and this is also something that's a little un unusual for me actually um, I wrote down some things that I was feeling that day um, and it kind of you could call it a poem or a, or a, um, a rhyme or something like that and um, I'm going to read it real quick 
and I'm going to try not to cry. I think I get that from my mom. Um, <laughs> if you've ever seen Karina up here, she sometimes will cry. So I kind of got a little bit of that too, and I'm going to try and make it through it. But this is something that I wrote, and I plan to never let it come out of my iPhone. It was just something that I was going to hold on to. But I think it was necessary. Um, I'm going to yield today and expose myself and make myself uncomfortable because I don't like to do that. But anyways, here goes nothing. It says, I'm struggling with identity, struggling with iniquity, struggling just to think, struggling not to sink, struggling to pray, struggling to find my way. It feels like I've hit a wall. I guess you could say it comes down to this. I guess I'm struggling just to surrender my all. But what am I afraid of? Will my life not still be my own? Will you not still be on the throne? Will you not still be the king of kings, the master of all things? But besides all of that, I begin to wander. My mind begins to ponder. Will I regret that I didn't do it my way? Will I regret that I didn't take that highway to hell? Oh well. I might not be turning up a bottle or burning up an herb, but what about my dreams? I've imagined so many things, but I'm tired of struggling. I'm ready to yield. Sign this deal. Make it real. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold me. Make me to your perfect shape. I'm reluctant to let go, but I want you to know as you mold me, please mold my desires. Mold the things I wish for. Mold the things that I strive towards. Replace them with your desires. I want to want what you want. I'm struggling in vain because I already have the solution. So here it is. I give up. I'm all yours. I'm raising the white flag. I'm struggling and I'm done. I surrender all. I'm yielding. I wrote that a while back and I was you know like I said I was just gonna leave it in my iPhone in my notes where nobody would ever see it and I wouldn't have to be uncomfortable when I read it before somebody else um, but I felt like that was part of my um, what I needed to say today um, I want to yield and I want to be it said I want to be used as the instruments of um, as an instrument of righteousness unto God. And I want to be used as that. If you could go ahead and put up that last slide. I guess the title I'm trying to say is Me and God at a Yield Sign. And um, I know if I asked everyone who knows how to yield in this room at a yield sign, most of you would raise your, high, your hands and signal that you do know how to yield. But if we get out there driving, some of you may not actually act like you know how to yield. So it's a different story when you're out there on the road. But when you yield you're giving your way to somebody else and I don't want to live my life under my terms and under my own circumstances and not yield to God and he's going to be behind me and I'm going to be leading the way and it says the Bible says lean not on your own understanding but acknowledge him in all your ways so I would rather acknowledge him and let him go ahead even if you know the things that I may want I may want a an awesome career to be recognized by the world to be you know whatever but I'm going to yield those as an instrument of righteousness for him and this is something cool that happened it was kind of confirmation for me um, and this is what happened on Friday night but um, I was <coughs> we were at the altar and we were praying and I was praying with uh, Chris and I think another one of the youth and I was um, We'd been up there for a couple minutes, and, you know, things were kind of dying down. And he said, you know, why don't you just try and go somewhere where you've never been before? And I was like, well, you know, I've always, you know, prayed, prayed in tongues, prayed in the Holy Ghost, you know. What else is there to do? So then I was just like, well, I'm just going to ask for something that's never happened to me, and I'm just going to be quiet and let whatever happens, happens. And, you know, most of the time, um, if I prayed something like that, I expect for someone else to give a word in the Holy Ghost or whatever. And then, you know, oh, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was waiting for. But um, this time, I actually, uh, I closed my eyes, 
I don't know if you've ever been to a bank and you push the little button and the suction tube pulls something up into the bank. Well, I closed my eyes and for some reason I felt like I was sucked into a suction tube. And I was like, okay, maybe I just, you know, it was a greasy hamburger right, from last night. I stayed up with the youth kids all night. I'm not really sure what, what, what this feeling is. So I kept my eyes closed and it felt like I was in, I was in space. And then all of a sudden there was two, two lines that went out for as far as I could see, and they were, they were gold, and they were shining. I was like, you know, maybe I'm just making this up in my head. I don't know. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll give it a test. I'll see if, you know, something comes about it. So I said, you know, if this is God speaking to me, I said, God, I'm not worthy to speak to you, to speak with you. And I felt like he told me, and yet I'm speaking to you right now. And he said, because you yielded to me, I will show you the extent of my majesty. And I don't want my own desires, my own wants to get in the way of him showing me his majesty. And that's all I have for today. That was awesome. Hallelujah. Let's just love him. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your majesty. Thank you for your glory. Help us to yield ourselves as instruments to you. For your glory, God. To your glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a hand praise one more time? Amen. You may be seated. I bet Joe, that poem was just too good to keep to yourself. Amen. And um, probably need to send it into the Reader's Digest or something. <laughs> it was just awesome. Praise God. Man, I don't think I can follow up with that. That was awesome. And Joe's one of those, Joe's like a Nathaniel. Then a man in whom there is no guile. He's always been that way from his birth. It's one of those easy ones to raise. Huh? Just Not that the others are any harder, but just... But <laughs> Never had any problems out of Joe. Amen. Really, none of the cashing kids except Leah. I'm not... <laughs> And she was the oldest, so she has an excuse, doesn't she? <laughs> We're transparent around here, aren't we? <laughs> but we love each other. <laughs> Makes a difference, doesn't it, Brother Ward? We love each other. Hallelujah. We're glad to have the Gwens back with us. Hope all went well in St. Louis. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I feel like I'm forgetting something. But I uh, need you to pray. Uh, me, Kristen, and Neil are going to try to go to Germany today after service. So pray for us. We'll be back, Lord willing, Friday. But uh, Purpose Institute is teaching uh, classes, has classes uh, going over there. Nick's already over there uh, doing some teaching and um, in Spanish, in Germany. <laughs> so I guess there's a lot of South American immigrants there and they've reaching some of the uh, immigrants and have the class going on so he's uh, they're teaching in Spanish in a German country praise God I tell you God I, God wants to unleash us for ministry and we're not just talking being a licensed preacher or anything like that he's talking about a ministry of saints we've all got ministry I said we've all got ministry amen and we're going to be talking about that uh, some later but Wednesday night we want to continue the prayer but brother Ward has a has a little word for us and prayer so the Spanish will be in here again and it will be interpreted for them but uh, to help us build on what we have started 
a Wednesday. I felt something very powerful Wednesday night in prayer meeting. Amen. And I thank you for the testimonies and coming out to pray makes a difference. Prayer makes a difference. Amen. Hallelujah. And what Joe talked about, yielding to God makes a difference. We want to do it our way. Like Frank Sinatra saying, he did it his way. But after he took his last breath, he probably had a lot of regrets doing it his way. I don't want to regret doing it my way. I want to do it his way. Hallelujah. If it fails, it fails. But I don't think you fail doing it God's way. Maybe in the eyes of the world. I'm sure after one of Jesus' most respected disciples, one of the twelve, he had many disciples, but of the twelve, one of them betrayed him. Another denied him. The rest ran from him, but John. And then he died on a cross. Jesus died on a cross. I'm sure they felt like as far as the world was concerned, he failed. But we know different, don't we? Hallelujah. He didn't fail. God never fails. God never fails. Ephesians chapter 2. I feel like I have a little something today. I'll try not to preach too long. Amen. Again, Joe, you really, you really set something here. I can, I can feel it right now. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. See, God's wanting to use our young people. But not just our young people, our old people too. Our middle-aged people. But God is training them and, uh, for ministry. Can I get this row of lights turned on, please? God is training them for ministry. Amen. To be effective in the kingdom of God. And we want to give them the, that opportunity. Amen. We don't want to be so well-planned that we leave God's part out. And we don't want to be so professional that we can't let others learn. Uh, some of, am I at Life Tabernacle? I don't know. Can I hear an amen or something? You know, we're getting ready to put our new sign out there, and it's going to say Life Tabernacle, where, life, where there's life. We don't want to get sued for false advertisement. <laughs> we like interaction here. Sister Ward came up here. She looked like a little teenage girl, didn't she? <laughs> Full of life and vigor and vim. Man. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Amen. You can remain seated for the, for the reading today. But in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, kind of breaks in. Let me, let me go up to verse 4, but it says, But God who is rich in mercy. Do I have a witness for that? Because of his great love with which he loved us. That unconditional, Brother Ward. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, or in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together, and here it is, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Joe, where's he at? Joe, you were in a heavenly place at that altar. This can be a heavenly place today. Bible says sometimes to one it's a savor of life, what we have here today. To others it's a savor of death. It just depends on you whether you accept God's grace or not. Amen. But he calls us to sit in heavenly places. Very familiar passage. One more. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Many of you could probably uh, quote it. I'm going to read it out of the New King James. It says, but you shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. 
when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. How many ever heard of virtual reality? How many experienced it? Boy, we're lacking in technological experience. How oh, you've experienced them? Okay. And I got kind of two titles here today, and I, it's the one that fits you, I guess. The one was sitting in heavenly places. I don't know if you typed it out, Jeff. Sitting in heavenly places. And then the other title I have, and I'll try to explain a little bit as I go, it's, it's Back to Reality. <laughs> I'm trying to get there, brother. <laughs> Virtual reality is a concept, and if you see them wear the glasses today or they wear these big goggles, it, it makes you feel as if you were really there. It's probably the way we'll watch our movies one day, walking where John Wayne is there, you know, just... just <laughs> being able to walk in there and make you feel as if you are really there. Really there. I, I remember back in the late 80s, uh, me and my wife were both working for Continental Airlines and had the flying privileges, and, and she told me, she said, hey, let's go to Epcot. Let's just take a, a Saturday and, and fly out there and go to Epcot. And uh, I've always wanted to go to Disney World, never had been there, and or Epcot, and I heard a lot about it. And I said, okay. And we flew uh, out there, kind of how things hit your memories and all that. I remember Eastern Airlines had just gone on strike, and we had gone to Orlando. And, uh, or no, 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 I'm sorry. That was, we went to Fort Lauderdale. But anyways, we, we landed in Orlando, been there. We caught a, a bus, and we got a, a little hotel room, and and, and uh, the next day we got up and early we went to Epcot. And I was like a kid taking it all in, you know, first time. Sometimes it's not good to, to, to take your kids to everything. Don't feel bad if you can't afford for them to be able to experience everything as a child. Because that gives them something to look forward to when they get older. And man, I was looking forward to this. Because I didn't know what I was going to experience. But it sounded so exciting. And, and there I can remember walking into uh, an exhibit or some kind of thing. They have different countries represented there. If you go, they got different countries. And one of the countries is China. Or as Trump says, China. <laughs> Careful. <huh? laughs> And they, they, they uh, were all like cattle, you know. They herd you into this room, and, and you're standing there. They don't give you any seats, but you're standing, and they put a bar in front of you. And you wonder, you know, I guess maybe they're trying to separate us, but I found out that bar kind of helps to keep you from falling because all around you is this huge screen. Some of you have been there, I'm sure. But this, and they show you China. Now, I got to see parts of China that I've never been there, but I've got to see parts of China that I know I never would have gotten to see had I gone physically. But in that virtual reality, it took me to places in China and that it moved and boy, you, you held on. And I feel like that I have been to China. I see some of the most beautiful sights and it probably saved me a lot of money. <laughs> of course, Epcot's not cheap. <laughs> But it felt like I was there. Uh, we had gone and we rode on this ride later when we took Kristen. It wasn't at Epcot, but I believe it was one of those. It was another amusement park, and it was called Back to the Future. And they had a ride there, and you got on this car, and and they rode you through. And I mean, you felt like you were flying. And I just, I don't take those rides very well, and I got real sick afterwards. I got a motion sickness, but. That experience of feeling like you're flying. You're not, but you feel like you're there. And, I, and, I, and in Ephesians, when I read this scripture in, in chapter 2, it, it talks about being in heavenly places.
places, sitting together in heavenly places. I titled it Sitting in Heavenly Places because Wednesday night I felt like I was in a heavenly place. A couple weeks ago when Brandon was here and the Holy Ghost just took over, I felt like I was in a heavenly place. This is what heaven's going to feel like. And then Monday morning rolled around. And it was back to reality. <laughs> Kristen used to hate it. she in here? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell it anyway, <laughs> because it's not that bad. It's what we all feel. But anyways, she'd get to go to grandma and grandpa's. They're sitting, and, and you know, grandmas and grandpas are meant to spoil grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm saying that because hopefully I'm going to be a grandparent one day. Don't make, parents, you discipline your kids. Don't make your grandparents discipline your kids. Come on, somebody, say amen. You discipline. Don't make the grandparents do it. Grandparents' job is to spoil. Man. And, and, and so, uh, now I didn't feel this way a few years back when Kristen was younger. But, but when they get to go to grandma, you know, when she lived with us, it was you go to bed at a certain time, you eat your food. No, you don't get that sweet tonight. You know, a little more disciplined life. But when she get to go to grandma and grandpa's, it was she got to stay up late. She got about all the candy and pops she wanted. And, and it was just, I mean, to her, it was like, oh, this is the best place. If, if mom and dad were like this, it would just be great. Do I have a witness today? <laughs> Or anything like that. She'd get to go somewhere or stay. And then she'd come home. And she hated it when I would tell her. She'd walk in, you know, just. And I'd say, Kristen? Yes? I said, back to reality. <laughs> oh, Dad! And it is back to reality at times. We do live in a fallen world. And some of you live in conditions that aren't heavenly. They're rough. And if you maybe you come to church, but you're, you don't live in a home where it's a Christian home. Amen. And you live in places and you work in places that it's back to reality. It's not that I really want to be here and spend my whole life here. Can you say amen, somebody? But there are those times that we need to take advantage of where God allows us to sit in heavenly places. Those times where you don't want the blessing to end. Sometimes it, you have to go through some things to understand what I'm talking about. Amen. To appreciate what I'm talking about today. I remember my pastor growing up talked about two older ladies that would sit in the church. And he said, and during the service, those older kind of, remind me of Sister Rita, amen, Sister Mary here, but, but they, they would worship God. They would love God. He said they would just get blessing after blessing. And he said, and I'd kind of get a little jealous of, boy, these women, they don't go through nothing, he thought. They've got it made. They have no problems. And God just blesses them because, and they can just worship God because God never sends them any problems. They never have any problems. You know how Satan was with Job, right? He says, he's just serving you because you bless him. And lo and behold, he said, I found out later that that was exactly opposite the case in the conditions in which these ladies lived in. He said they literally lived in a type of, uh, of uh, earthly hell, if I can put it that way. But he said at church when they worshiped God, they entered a different realm. Amen. And they were in some heavenly place. Praise God. 
And I got good news for you. We can enter that place today if you're willing to go. Amen. I've been in some of those places. I can remember in 1988, dating myself a little bit, but I was a young man and uh, still young. Anyways, there was a, a book going around called Why the Rapture is Going to Take Place, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture is Going to Take Place in 1988. I really didn't think the rapture was going to take, not lack of faith, I just, Bible says no man knows the day or hour and all. So, so, you know, I figured. But a lot of people got scared. A lot of people started coming to church. And I can remember the services we were having were powerful. And we were baptizing people. I was going to Life Tabernacle in Houston at the time. I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It took hours to baptize the people. They were lined up. And I mean, it was like a heavenly place. I didn't want it to end. It felt so good. You wanted the Lord to come back right then. Hallelujah. Because you don't want to get up and go to work. There were times growing up where God would just bless me. And he still blesses me. But sometimes we think as we mature, we don't have to shout as much. That somehow not getting emotional as we worship is, is more maturity in the Lord. I don't know if I agree with that or not. But I, I can remember at, at, at times that I'd be sitting back in the pew and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost, Joe, would move on me and, and, and I would just start jumping up and down, leaping, speaking in tongues. Just enraptured with the presence of God. I didn't realize what it was then, but it was sitting in a heavenly place. And I didn't want it to end. I just wanted God to come back right then. And I can remember going home, and, and I'm a little weird, I know that, but, but I'd go home and, and I'd be so excited about what God had done for me that day. I'd go in my bedroom because... At that time, mom and dad weren't going to church or anything like that. I'd come in a home and i got to get ready for bed. We had Sunday night service back then, get ready, ready for bed. And, and just being so excited, I'd look in the mirror and go, just excited about what God had blessed me, what God was doing in my life. Sitting in a heavenly place, excited about what I felt. I guarantee you there were people in that same service sat there and felt nothing. It's up to you. It's up to me. But I can remember also getting up on Monday morning thinking, where's the Holy Ghost? Where, where, where was it I felt last night? I just want to let you know, you ain't going to feel it all the time. There's a back to reality. It was get up, go to school, and face what we had to face there. Or it might, might be the chalk. But what I'm saying is we need to take advantage of sitting in heavenly places because it's that which gives us strength to face reality. It gave me strength to face my tomorrows or my trials. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. I want to take advantage of the worship today. I don't want to sit there because I don't know what might hit me tomorrow. I need God's strength. That's why you need the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said it's after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I will give you power to do what? Be my witness in a fallen world. Hallelujah. So I receive what God has for me. That's why it's important to get something around these altars. Amen. Get something during the worship. They're not up here to entertain us. They're up here to lead us in worship. Hallelujah. To bring, if I can say this, that parallel world of heaven. Jesus said, one of his, uh, teaching us to pray. He said that his, uh, the will on earth would be as that done in heaven. We're to bring heaven to earth. A little bit of heaven to earth. Yeah. 
I want to make my workplace just a little bit better. I want to make my school just a little bit better. I want to make this church just a little bit better, a little closer to heaven. Praise God. Praise God. Will somebody clap your hands? Somebody lift your voice? Will somebody praise God with me? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's those times that I have allowed myself to go, Joe. Praise God and allow God to bless me and take me to those heavenly places and sit there in heavenly places that has helped me to face what I've had to face. When I've allowed myself and yielded my tongue and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He gave me power to help me overcome reality. The world says you have to sin. The world says you have to fail. The world says you can't make it. But Jesus said, I give you power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to overcome. Everybody say, power to overcome. Amen. Amen. God's not going to take every obstacle of life away there's going to be obstacles that we fight in fact Paul said I fought beasts at Ephesus when he started the church at Ephesus he had a fight with the beasts now whatever that beast represents I don't know what what uh, you think it is but I believe it was demonic power praise God or that, that element that resisted him but yet he also said, I know a man, and I believe he was talking about himself, that went to the third heaven. He sat in that heavenly place. He experienced that. Because he allowed himself to experience that, he could fight the beasts at Ephesus. He could face what he had to face. He could face reality. So many Christians, so many Christians are so heavenly minded, they're of no earthly good. God didn't give you, want you to be spiritual so that you can't help anybody else. He wants you to be spiritual so that you can be his witness. So that you can make a difference. Amen. Praise God. I, uh, I remember Brother McNeely, who was uh, secretary of the Texas District at one time and and I remember him telling this story that he said I had never done this in church he said never experienced this before but he said this Sunday was just different he said the Holy Ghost came on me he said I couldn't quit laughing how many ever heard of laughing in the spirit or whatever it might sound a little charismatic to you but there's that joy of the Lord and he said I just laughed laughed and laughed and laughed he said I was in a different realm I didn't understand what was going on at the time. I just, God's blessing me. I yielded myself. He says, and then, and then I believe it was that week, pastoring his daughter, her, his son-in-law pastored over here in Dallas. South Dallas. They had two children. And how many remembers those Pintos, Ford Pintos? I owned one. I had a 1972 Ford Pinto. He didn't work in it, but no AC. Well, it had 255 AC. Roll the two windows down at 55 miles an hour. <laughs> but it did get me to North Carolina. Eh? And then the muffler fell off. But those cars had a problem. If you rear-end them sometimes, they blow up. 
Well, Brother Johnson, that was their names, the Johnsons that passed over there. She was driving at Fort Pinto with her two kids. And a truck driver there in Dallas rear-ended them. And that car blew up. You remember that, Sister Moody? And they were able to save the little girl, but the little boy burned up with his mother in that car. Brother McNeely's daughter. I'm talking about reality. He came back to reality real quick. And what a devastation it was in his life. Church, Brother Johnson. I remember as a young teenage boy, Brother Johnson testifying about it at, at camp, at youth camp. But Brother McNeely said this. He said, had I not yielded myself that Sunday to this presence and the Spirit of God that became so real to me in what I experienced, and that just laughing unto the Lord, that joy of the Lord. He said, I never would have made it through the reality of that situation of my daughter and granddaughter. He said, but because I allowed myself to sit in that heavenly place and experience the presence of God, I would lean back on that experience and know that no matter what reality I'm going through, God's faithful. God's got my back. God is real. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, we need to allow ourselves to sit in heavenly places together so that we can face the reality of whatever this world may throw at us. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Will you stand with me this morning? I'm here to tell you, we live in a real world with real problems. You have them, and I have them. I know sometimes you, people look at a preacher, and they think, oh, he's got it made. And I'm not feeling sorry for myself, because I'm married to Vera. She helps me. Back to reality. He said that beer I didn't. <laughs> and we all face our, our problems. And you may think your little kid doesn't have problems, but you don't know. And they're big problems to them. That's why they need to be around this altar too, getting blessings. Sitting in heavenly places. Because we don't always know what they face in school. The neighborhood. Even at church. Hello somebody. Even at church. You know Satan comes to church too. We've got those problems we face and you know and I'll, I'll go into work and one of the things I appreciate about working is people can't say well you don't work I work with some of the most cursing workers you ever had I mean they're blue-collar mechanics right Joe so I know but you know what's nice to hear too? They wouldn't come to me publicly, I'm sure, but one came to me. And he did say, you know, I want you to know something. You're respected around here. I said, really? Because they're always teasing me, calling me snake preacher. And, you know, they're not about to let you know. You know? He said, yes, you are. I want you to know that and he says and you make a difference heavenly places that we can take to reality and make a difference you see 
you have a ministry in your school your workplace is a ministry don't ever let anybody downgrade that or belittle that or think that's less than that's a ministry praise God and you can make a difference but you need the power of the Holy Ghost and you need to allow yourself to sit in heavenly places we all need to recharge I said we need to recharge I think I like to call this the recharging station. The heavenly, the heavenly realms, praise God. By coming up here, you're saying, Lord, take me. I want to yield myself to you. We have anybody who wants to yield their self today. I'm just going to tag on to what Joe preached. Yield themselves. You feel that tug. God's calling you to that heavenly place today. We can worship together. We can stand together. We can sit together. But there's such a thing as sitting in the heavenly places with the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Look at these young people coming. Is there anybody else? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You need the Holy Ghost. You can receive it today. Just like Praise God. I appreciate it growing up. Adults that would take time places. to pray with me. That would Just teach like me how heaven. to pray. Praise Just God. Like heaven hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, yes. Let's let him take us there today. Just like heaven. Oh, God. Just like hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's oh, it. Brother to brother. Sister to sister. Husband Just to wife. Like Praise heaven. God. Father to son, daughter to daughter, daughter to mom, hallelujah, 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 praise God, praise God, I want to go there today, Lord, I want to feel your presence today, Lord, hallelujah, I need to see your glory today, Lord, because I've got to face reality tomorrow, God, I've got to go to a real world tomorrow, Lord, that needs you desperately, Lord.